What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I really appreciate you guys checking out the show, man. I hope everybody's doing well. It's uh, it's a rainy day today as I'm recording the uh, the intro and the close to this. I don't know why I went all Swirsky super fans on you. Uh, it makes it Baker's Dozens for me now. Um but uh, it's actually kind of peaceful. I don't know. Like sometimes like rain is like sad, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because lately I've listened to uh, that Breaking Benjamin song, Rain, which is crazy because I think that song is like 20 years old now, which makes me feel old to think that Breaking Benjamin is like a band that's been around for like 20 years now. But I, I want to say that was off of like their first record or second record. I mean, it's early, early, mid 2000s on that one. But anyway, uh, it's been... Uh, it's been good over here. It's been good over my way. I've been just really excited about continuing to do these podcasts, you guys, and, and give you guys these shows. It's been really cool that I've had uh, a lot of hip hop artists on the last, you know, month, month and a half. Got a, got a more hip hop artists coming up. You know, just being a guy who comes from more of a metal background and heavy music background, it's been really cool to to branch out and um, you know not just you know, stay in, in one lane and beat the same drum. As much as I love heavy music, it's been really cool to, to you know, get different artists on the show. My buddy John, a.k.a. Randy Reno, um, a wrestler who, who was on a few months back. So I'm really trying to switch it up and give you guys a little bit of everything on here, especially with the theme being perseverance and moving forward, because that's what I'm doing, and I hope that's what all of you are doing out there. I hope everybody and their loved ones are doing well, and if not, I'm going to send some prayers and good vibes your way. But uh, but yeah, it's it's just meant a lot, as I've said before, that you guys are continuing to check out the show uh, to go over 5,000 lifetime downloads. I think now it's around 5,200 or so uh, over the last, um, you know, the course of this podcast, which I started way back in 2012. So, I mean, that's that's counting everything from from Jump Street. But, you know, even in this last year, getting back into it, the numbers have increased, you know, um, since since I started doing it more consistently even uh, last springtime, you know, when I was doing two shows a month and these last couple months, I've, I've built it up and I'm getting more interest in, in being able to do bonus episodes these last couple months in July and August. I'm going to be doing another bonus episode this month in September. So it's just really cool to see the build, to see people checking out the show. You know, I don't, you know, like I said on here before, I don't measure my life and the, this show by, you know, the number of downloads and, the number of likes or comments. And I mean, that stuff does hold its place and it does mean something in terms of it, it shows that people are interested, which is really cool, obviously. You know what I mean? That this just isn't going out into the ether and people are actually checking out the shows. But um, it means something to me to do this and that's why I do it. So that would be, not that you asked for my advice, but uh, that would be my, my uh, advice to you in your life. You know, if it means something to you, and it's important to you, whether it's music, whether it's art of any kind, you know, filmmaking, drawing, um, computer-aided design. Uh, maybe you really like to read. Maybe you really like to write. You like to exercise. 
you want to start your own bakery, whatever the case may be, man, you know, don't, don't let the people who, who laugh at it or the people who try to steer you away from it, maybe out of fear, they want you to take a more practical path, like pursue the things that you love to do, because that is the stuff that really keeps you alive. And that's the stuff that really keeps you, keeps you sane and keeps you, uh, you know, keeps you having, you know, that, that thing in your life that you can go to, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're indifferent, having those outlets, you know, whatever they may be, those positive outlets are really important. So this, this has been a really awesome creative outlet for me. And I'm really excited about the potential in the future of this podcast. Um, it's, it, I, I just want you guys to know how grateful that I am that, uh, that you're listening and that you're joining me, you know, for, for those of you who are new to the show, it has been a, a difficult couple months for me on a personal level. And I've shared a little bit about that. So, you know, having this outlet, you know, giving you guys that advice, like I just gave you, that's, it's coming from the heart, because that's what this show has been to me, it has been a place where I can come and connect with all of you connect with artists connect with other people who are persevering and moving forward, and creating those positive ripple effects at a time in my life where it's been really difficult has been super important to me, man. So if you are struggling out there, stay in touch with your family, stay in touch with your loved ones and your friends and the people that you trust. You know, if you don't have the greatest inner circle, there are resources out there who can help. So make sure you seek those out. And again, just, you know, stay positive. It does get better. You know, as somebody who's 33, uh, again, I've had a great life and I've got a great family and a great support system. So I don't say this is somebody like who's had a really difficult, you know, I mean, we all have our ups and downs, but I've, I've, I've got it a lot better than most. And, um, having those, uh, those people in your life are really important, you know? Um, but having these creative outlets and having these positive outlets, especially in the times that we're in, a lot of people are in isolation, you know, or, or, uh, spending more time alone, working from home, you know, it's, it's a different world now from this pandemic. And so it's important to check in with yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you know, on all those fronts. So I encourage you, man, to, uh, you know, just be good to people. As I say on every show, keep the faith and be kind to one another. And, um, you know, don't ignore those things that, that call you, you know, those things that, that pull you in a good way, you know. And for me, uh, I have a passion for communication and connecting with people. I love music. It's It's a life force for me you know, those hypothetical questions that you think about, like if you, if you could lose one of your senses, if you had to lose one of your senses, you know, which one would you, would you be willing to give up? And, you know, for me, it comes down to sight and hearing. And then when I really think about it, I'm like, well, I I wouldn't want to live in a world where I couldn't hear music. I couldn't hear somebody's voice. It's, you know, sound is way too intimate for me. So for me, it would be music, but, uh, but yeah, so that's my little laugh rant at the beginning of this free of charge, by the way, this is a free podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Google Podcasts, I believe. So how'd you like that little segue transition? <laughs> Speaking of segues and transitions, uh, yes, I said transition instead of transitions. I just like to abbreviate words. They're fun. I'm not the first one to do it. David Spade does a good job of it. Um, hashtag name drop. Um, Speaking of transitions, this week's guest is back in that heavy music realm, which I am excited about. Like I said, I've really enjoyed having hip hop artists on this show and I've got more of those coming up. But uh, these are uh, a group of guys that I have a lot of respect for what they're doing musically. They're making a lot of noise. Their latest single is making a lot of noise. So I felt very honored 
that uh, one of their co-vocalists took the time to do my podcast, and that is none other than Tyler Small of the band Saving Vice out of Vermont. They've been a group since 2017. They released their Colder Than Dark EP back in 2018. Hello There, their album came out in 2020, and their latest single, Phantom Pain, which they just released, I think it was July 23rd, so at the time you guys hear this, it's it's a, right around two months old. It's it's done very well for them. It's closing in on 70,000 streams on Spotify. The music video for it is over, I think, 253,000 views on YouTube right now, the music video for Phantom Pain. So, it's uh, it's really awesome to have these guys on the show. You know, they're rounded out by the aforementioned Tyler co-vocals, Chase co-vocals, Robbie on guitar, Kenjamin on bass, and Sam on drums. And you know, these guys have been on festivals like the Warp Tour over the years, I Matter Festival, and Heavy Fest. They've played with multiple artists, and um, it's just an awesome time to get them on the show. And I'm really excited about you guys hearing this conversation because Tyler, I actually. Uh, I, I chimed in on one of the uh, the Vice streams that he was doing when he was doing, uh, like, uh, I think, like, Instagram live conversations with other artists and stuff. And he did one with uh, Adam uh, from Dropout Kings. Gosh, I feel like I'm just dropping names all over this podcast. But he did one with Adam uh, from Dropout Kings a few months back. And uh, I hopped in on the uh, the live stream just as a viewer, and people were asking questions and stuff. And I think I asked those guys, like... Uh, you know, if they could put a record in a time capsule, albums in a time capsule, what would they be? And they both said uh, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, I believe. But anyway, so Tyler's an interesting dude, man. He's very artistic. He's very creative, as you guys will hear in this conversation, uh, which, you know, I share that in common with him in terms of our our love of drawing. And I I haven't actually picked up a pencil or a pen and and doodled and and drawn in a while. But uh, he's... um, talks to me about that on this conversation. We obviously talk about saving vice and phantom pain and just uh, music coming back, man, and uh, some exciting stuff that they have going on. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Tyler Small, co-vocalist of Saving Vice. Here it is. Tyler, I, I really appreciate it, man. It's been fun talking to you even before. Maybe maybe I should have hit record uh, before I just hit record. People could have heard all the <laughs> all the other talk. But um, but yeah, man, I, I really dig you guys. I, I discovered you through Instagram, like a lot of bands, and um, the timing worked out. Audrey's super cool. So just to kick this bad boy off, um, a lot's going on with you guys right now, obviously. Phantom Pain is doing really well. I think the last time I looked, it was closing in on like, I think almost 250,000 views on YouTube and like around 45,000 Spotify streams. And not that I'm sure you guys, you know, measure everything in numbers, but I'm sure it's nice to at least see validation in terms of a song that, uh, you know, was really personal during the pandemic. So in my rant, which I tend to do, I guess my, my direct question is just how cool has it been to see the response in such a short period of time to that song, man? I mean, it was, there was a lot of pressure on that song for us like we kind of had all like everything we've done we say I feel like I say this in every interview or every interview but um it's like we had we believe in whatever we're doing and if we're not we're not going to do anything that we don't know is gonna be the right move so it's like everything has so much pressure on it because we put all our chips in one basket so you know with Phantom Pain it was like hey this is the single 
if like it would we really it was kind of like okay like if bring me the horizon dropped this tomorrow it would be the song of the year so it's like if we can't if that's not good enough to just tap with our faith in it like we're not like this like song has everything like i think this song is that song that we're just anybody could get into it and like it's like a different it's it's just we got it just felt right we wrote it in a day it was like the first demo we really wrote for new music and we were just like that's it so it, it was just scary i i believed in i always believe in things and think a little more i think some of the other guys get more stressed out about everything and it takes away from their like that faith like Robbie was really stressed out about like this song like has to go off you know what I mean and like it's it did get the most YouTube views of any video we've ever done and uh you know we did the same thing we do with every release for the most part you know aside from like we had like obviously we were bigger at this point you know we had done we had, had been more time we had like the billboard and like different things like that we knew how to release something better than we did last time we learned a lot from last year because we released so much music yeah and we couldn't play shows that we just crashed and burned and learned our lesson with how ads work how long to push one song all this stuff like what's the most important like what algorithms suck the most so you know where to put your money if you're going to try to advertise and like all of that stuff was just trial and error and trial and error and so we kind of were like testing it all out on phantom pain and i think that if we were playing shows, it would have been way, way bigger, but for what it did, like, you know, on, you know, Spotify, we really kind of slacked on this time because like, I mean, like labels care about Spotify monthly listeners, but like, we know we'll get the listeners once the song is popping off. And we just put so much work into the video. Like I directed it and like wrote the whole idea and like can't wrote, drew all the art for like, we really, we put so much into the whole aesthetic and theme of this whole thing. Like we really wanted the video to get appreciated. So we really kind of put the focus on, you know, pushing the YouTube link, you know, pushing the YouTube video more when usually I feel like we focus on Spotify yeah, and like the monthly listeners and all that stuff. Um, And it went really well. It's like, you know, to this day, I still get pissed because we didn't really it was the first, one of the first singles, not the first, but it was like one of the earlier singles we dropped off Hello There. When we dropped Hello Bastion, that was like the highest budget music video we've ever done. We spent the most money and time getting all the props and putting it all together. And like the song is one of the most streamed songs on the album by far on Spotify. And on YouTube, it, the video has 10,000 views. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's all algorithms, advertising, where you premiere it, how you premiere it. It just sucks because it's like, we have videos that are, we have like this, you know, like the Black Ice Acoustic. We literally, I recorded that in a cemetery, like before I went to record Hello There the same morning at like five in the morning, I, re- I shot that music video in a field. And like that song and video is like one of our most streamed things. Like it just, it's, you can't really predict it. So it makes it scary because no matter how much you know something is good or right, doesn't mean people are going to take it that way. And like, that's what makes music so personal and why it's such a scary thing because you can follow so many business trends and within the marketing and like what's hype right now, what's doing well and all that stuff. Like there's statistics that can always be followed, but at the end of the day with music, it's like, you got it or you don't. Yeah. And in that you got to have that special something that makes you spark off. And like Phantom Pain needed to do that for us. It, rather it was in some way and it, it did like, you know, to whatever expectation anybody had from one to 10, 
I don't really know. Everyone, I'm sure, in the band felt like it was going to do more or less than it did, but it did exactly what it was supposed to do, and it kind of set us back on the path we were at when, like, we had spent, like, a year campaigning this album that COVID had just cut the legs off of, you know? Yeah, and, and sticking with that, man, like, <clears throat> you know, what what is that like as a musician? Because I'm sure, like, if we went back in time to the 90s, like, uh, we we look we look about you know close to the same age. I, I'm sure if somebody came up to you and told you like, "Hey Tyler, one day the word algorithm is going to have significance in your life," you'd be like, "What is an algorithm, right?" But like as a as a musician, what is the balance like that for you guys as a metalcore band to 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 find the balance between like you said, you know, looking at numbers or what's trending or, or stuff that's cool right now, having your sound like you said, that special sauce of just like, Hey, you either got it or you don't like making music that's important to you, but also putting out something that maybe your fans want to hear or something that you think will do well. Do you feel like you guys after a few years have struck that balance? I mean, the music writing has never been an issue. We just kind of all, we just kind of knew that we wanted to write like whatever we wanted to write and have no one be disappointed or surprised. Yeah. So we've kind of been, we slow rolled setting that table. We're like, it's going to be like even colder than dark, which is like, it's weird because in some ways colder than dark did better than any release because it was our debut EP. It was on the billboard heat seekers chart. It was like in the top 10 on the iTunes metal charts, like right behind the world lives album the same day. And it was like, it was us just being like, Hey, we want to do, this genre, this subgenre, this subgenre, this subgenre, and this subgenre. And here's us sounding like all of those things mixed together. And it just went off exactly how we wanted because everybody likes everything. Why, why wouldn't, like, no <laughs> one wants, no one wants to hear the same thing for 10 songs. I don't think, I don't, I don't like it's So it's like so many metalcore bands. It's like, there's only so much they can do within the box they build for themselves that we went out of our way to never build a box. So then hello there, we were like, Nerve Damage is not going to be the most popular song when the album comes out, but a year later it will be one of the most popular songs because it's ahead of the time. And now that is totally true. Like we played it for the first time on Saturday and it was like probably one of the best crowd like reactions we've ever had from a song because we wrote it for the live audience. We wrote it knowing that like, hey, people are going to like bounce and groove and like they're going to sing this line like you're like it was like I I knew before we had never played the song before and I knew I didn't have to sing the word and I just knew that if I stuck the mic out the whole room knew the words and they did it was like pass the champagne you know that's why we wrote it. (laughs) So it's like there are we we like it's we don't do anything because it's trendy or cool right we just are always doing everything including the things that are trendy and cool and we just strategically choose how to go about making and releasing them I guess is you know so it's like we're all making we were like all the stuff we've done we were making regardless we just happened to pick the right time where it was in line and on brand with what everyone wanted to hear I guess so like we've never had a problem like we just write whatever the fuck we want like we're right we have i mean i we have probably 10 songs right now we're working on some are finished some aren't and it's like they all sound like saving vice they all sound like metalcore but they sound like 10 different subgenres. yeah it's you know and that's what we're going to keep doing like you'll never you'll never get bored because we never run out of ideas we have more ideas than we'll ever get to use that's the that's the the shitty part for us is that 
is not getting to use all the songs we have not like worrying we i i stressed so hard about topping colder than dark and then hello there was out and then phantom pain was being recorded and i was like i already am more excited about phantom pain than all like (laughs) i still love those albums i'll never get sick of playing them or listening to them like my band is my favorite band i write the music i write like this is everything i love about our genre in one band that's what i wanted to that's what we want it to be we're gonna write if like one of us if we're vibing with rap there's gonna be rap in a song if we're vibing with deathcore we're gonna probably write a deathcore song but as as long as it sounds like saving vice i feel like that's all that matters and i feel like bring me the horizon helped validate that for us when they released their last album because they were like yeah we can do what you used to like what we we like and all this fucking shit that you've never heard before and it works and as long as you're throwing everyone a bone they're going to be way more open to what you're releasing. If you, if you go to try to change your sound and ham, like, that's why I don't understand the point of being like, I'm going to go record a jazz album. Like, yeah, sure. That's dope. And that, but it's like business wise, it's idiotic because you're going to alienate a giant percentage of your fan base when you could just release, you could just like slowly sprinkle jazz into your already music, some stronger, some less. So everyone new and old who hears you can like, come at it with an open mind so it's not about like doing what's going to sell or please people but it's almost about like making people open up their minds to trying the things they probably never would have tried if you had just tried to ham fist it right away like if we had tried to make like phantom pain super trap rap and had chase really rapping and like going like oh yeah it would have been cringy as fuck (laughs) and like out of character and it would have just been bombed but I was like, no, it's like, you like the art. We like poetry. You like rap. Just mo- a lot of your screams kind of sound like rap the way you scream, just like speak them more than you scream them. And it came out over the trap beat exactly how we wanted. So if for us, it's just like, we're always just doing whatever we want to do. We're just making sure that we're not doing what we want to do at like the wrong time, because that's when the business aspect has to come in, because we want to just do this for a living. We want to be, we're never going to like, compromise our art and what we're always going to be making something real to us but we're also not going to make poor decisions that are going to make it so we can't do this yeah yeah and sticking with phantom pain like uh and even you know looking on your socials and stuff it seems like people are connecting with it lyrically and we were talking even before we recorded this just about how how that's always something people are curious about but um you know, can you talk to people a little bit um, about the theme of that song? Uh, you know, obviously the, the noise has turned to silence and the pain can't sing along. So the mouth swallows kindness as your skin is peeling off. And then I actually in the video, um, the, the colors are like mostly in that purple hue. And then there's like that angry kind of scream part. And then it's like red. So I kind of associated the red with rage. I don't know if I'm connecting dots that I shouldn't be connecting, but no, can you, can you talk to people a little bit about that creative process with the song? Everything since our first EP there's, I've written every song. Like I wrote, I wrote pretty much all of Cold in the Dark lyrically. And um, that was like when I first joined and uh, it was a much, it was different. Like, it's like, it's gotten more split up with a lot more of the writing as we've gone along. But like, mainly me chase and robbie have written most of our music and then kenji you know kenji joined on bass and then um sammy has you know obviously started writing his drum parts 
and all that stuff. So it's been, it's become a more collaborative process, but like the main beginning structure, it's usually Robbie sends me and Chase a song. We put vocals to it. Sammy writes drums to it is typically how it usually goes. And, yeah. and then it's gotten more complicated as it's gone. But like with Colder Than Dark, I kind of just came in and wrote that EP when I joined the band. And um, it uh, it's like, I always look at it like I want every song to have what it means, what it's about, what it means to me, and what it could mean to anyone who hears it. And that's like every lyric, and that's why every so- fucking song we have has like four metaphors and sub meanings to it because <laughs> it, they're all about more than one thing. Like Endgame is about Infinity War and the MCU, and it is also about having like the conviction to do something detrimental that you really believe in, and like psychologically, what it's like to believe so much in something that you're willing to do something that might cost the lives of millions. And then on the other hand, what it's like to like be kind of teamed up with all these people this motley crew of people that you've never met before like the avengers which is kind of like being in a band so i related to that and like you become so bonded that even though you can fight to the death sometimes you're always pursuing one goal in the end and like the lyrics to that song are like combinations of like stories and quotes from the movies and also just that whole idea and so every song we have is like that so even our nerd songs like that like the, there's an up like hollow bastion was all about like kingdom hearts and it was also about the terrifying like idea of dying and not knowing where you go and you die and faith and like did you do everything you wanted to do are you having a crisis like did you fulfill your dreams or waste your life like what happens when you go like was it worth it like all those thoughts and then all the references because that video game was so nostalgic and huge for me that like it had that emotional weight on me that made me want to write a song like that and so I it's just like that with Phantom Pain like it was about there's personal stuff in it that is stuff that's the scary stuff I write about that I don't even talk about in like interviews and there's like like the truth can't set me free but the lies could let me go was like for me when I wrote it it was about like shame and what it's like to like have to pretty much block out something in your past that you don't like to think about in order to just be able to like move forward every day. And that was kind of, but it also made me think of how like music and being in saving vice basically completely changed my life and made me like happy all the time. And I've never been happier and more fulfilled and constantly excited and feeling like I have a purpose than when I've had this band and shows to look forward to and writing music. So when the quarantine happened and the band was basically shut down like right after this album had come out, it felt like the only thing I had to cling to, the only light I had was like extinguished and then everything else just came back and that, that was all I had left to think about. So that's what kind of the whole chorus is about where it's like the only way to kind of deal with it is to pretend it never happened at all and yeah. just distract yourself with anything, whether it's video games or DoorDash or fucking writing or learning a new craft or starting a clothing brand or whatever the fuck you did over COVID to just stay sane, you know? And that's because, so that was like, and then a lot of the lyrics are just references because we like all of our music to feel connected lyrically because they're all about us. So like past the champagne was like a nerve damage reference. Monsters in my closet was a hollow bastion reference. Um, You know, we literally named colder than dark 
I wrote that was the only rap line I wrote was the like take a second because he was talking about Chase was writing something about you know about the the actual song he's like let me take a second just to breathe because this is close to my heart I was like you know what else is close to our heart our first fucking EP and we're talking about all this dark shit I was like a pit that's growing deeper colder than dark and it's like the ep and it like ties it yeah. all back and i was like yeah because it's like because we uh, i always say like i like to write our music like the mcu writes their movies i want you to like hear a new song and it ties back to that first song we're never gonna be that band that's like oh fuck that ep we hated it sucks we're not playing it like blah like it all matters it's all good and it was all it all holds up and like i stand by that colder than dark will be just as good five years from now as it was when we released it like no, we don't release anything that we're not sure about yeah you know we might have creative thoughts that make us think oh i could have recorded that better or we could have done this we could have done that but like every time i go back and listen to our discography i'm like every new fan who finds a new song we release who's never heard of us before has such a good time to look forward to once they just go find the shit we released the past couple of years and so we feel good about that because it's like hey everything we're releasing it might not pop off now but no one's gonna go back and find our old shit and go like uh i can't deal with like 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 people are gonna be stoked to find our old music not like uh it doesn't sound as good i don't want to hear it like that's how i i like to think about it at least you know yeah man i i think it's cool to give people a little easter eggs like that to find and, and like you said to to reference your early work because um then you keep those fans coming along too so even if you do switch it up like you said an experiment you still have something for those people who have been around from day one to look yeah forward and, to. and they they deserve it man and it's like as a music fan myself it's like nothing feels better than when you were like you know what i fucking found these guys and no one else cared and i always <laughs> believed in them and i knew they were gonna blow up and then they do and you really feel like that's a piece of you like you are a part of it like you, yeah you believed you made them have success and like getting validated as a fan is so fucking huge in that like when you're in the front row and the vocalist grabs your fucking hand and lets you sing in the mic like it's like can make you cry it's like life-changing it's so good and it's like i since the second i got on stage it was like i want to do for our fans what like made my fucking life complete like if I went to an under oath show and like, you know, Tim handed me a drumstick off stage and fucking Spencer, I've seen it like Spencer literally grabbed my hand, like interlocked fingers with me and like was like singing like a song with me back and forth with Mike. Like I'll, you don't forget that shit. And it's like, it's why I'm where I am now. And it's like, you know, and you have like almost like an obligation when you have that, you're in that position to like pay it forward to the next guy and like maybe like that one time where all you wanted to do was get to sing that one part and like it doesn't happen like i just want to be the dude who like sees that one dude who's singing every single fucking word like that movie rockstar with mark Wahlberg. it's like one of my favorite movies yeah and like and he gives that dude a chance because he became you know that's how he got his shot like it's a Miles Kennedy uh, cameo from uh, Alter Bridge. Yeah, yeah, Alter Bridge. Oh, I love Alter Bridge, man. I yeah, love Miles Alter Bridge. Ke- dude, yeah, oh, dude, fucking one of my one of my favorite bands, and they're and they're some of the nicest guys. Um, not even to be name dropping, like I got a chance to to talk to Miles and Mark um, and do phone interviews with them, and they that's awesome. They couldn't have they could have been nicer dudes, and they're and they're super super talented. I love that band, dude. Broke it, uh, you know that ever do that song? Like when I was first starting to learn how to write lyrics, like that was the kind of stiff stuff when I was like a kid 
that I was jamming, like a broken wings have fallen and it won't. Dude, uh, his voice. Uh, and I remember seeing Rockstar and being like, that's the fucking Alter Bridge guy. I like knew it uh, instantly. <laughs> I was just like, this is so sick. So no, man, it's, it's, that's a, uh, it's all, that's just, that's some wholesome conversation. You know, that's all good stuff. Like that's, that's a, uh, it keeps you, you know, it's like, that's why you tour and don't sleep and don't eat and pee in a bottle is for that 30 minutes where you get to have that connection. Like, it's like, it's like an, ele- it's like, it's like the guns and Ghostbuster. It's like electric, like fucking field <laughs> of like, you just feel that it's just, I, I was dead, dude. I could have passed. I could have fainted. I was so hot and so tired at 1030 when we played our first show back after like tw- that 20 band festival. And I literally had to, was doing jumping jacks, trying to wake myself up because I just waited all day to play. You know, I'd been there since 10 <laughs> in the morning. It was like 90 degrees. And the second, like the, the backtracks came on and I heard the click in my ears and I heard the people screaming. It was just like, it was like you have, it's like you ate a sensu bean and like Dragon Ball Z or something. You just, you get this like surge of adrenaline and it's all for that. Like everything you do between releasing music and then that feeling, that's like the whole point of like, trying to be a professional musician I feel like is having those outlets where like all the shit in your head that you got to like put out is meaning something to other people like I don't know like I that's I feel like I'm sure every musician says that to some capacity well I mean I I feel like um I feel like any creative outlet right it's it's that it's that release that's personal to you you know like I I know you draw on stuff like the the reunion aesthetic right um, yeah, it's also we actually um I, I my partner and I just officially started the LLC, so we're actually in the process of getting the clothing brand going. That's awesome, so, man. So yeah, congrats. So, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. So that was that was actually that only exists because of COVID. And that's the weird shit. Is like I only got into art again because of COVID, and that's all happening because of COVID. So it's you gotta just and that's why it sucks because it's like COVID is like the worst thing that's ever happened, but so many good things for us happened because of it too. So it's like, you just have to focus on those things in any situation. Cause it's like, there's nothing to be gained from dwelling on the other ones. Yeah, for sure. Drawing, drawing was my first love as a kid. Um, I don't, I don't do it as much anymore. I probably should, maybe it would help with my anxiety and OCD tendencies and stuff, but no, I think that's, it does. Cause I have both those things and it absolutely does. I, I I would recommend it. Oh, nice, man. Well, just to take it back a little bit, you know, we were just talking about, um, and you were just talking about that connection with fans and, you know, this creative release for you, you know, for, for your music. And like I said, I mean, um, you know, with the theme of this podcast being perseverance and moving forward, obviously I don't like to take people to any places they don't want to go. So you don't have to answer anything, obviously that you don't want to answer, but uh, what are some things that, you know, maybe for kids listening to this man or fans of your band, like things that you've persevered through that have one helped you get to where you are today. um, And two, I guess just lessons you've learned along the way that you think might, might help anybody out there who is struggling right now. Cause like I said, I struggle with anxiety and OCD. I think, Obviously, there's certain things that exacerbate it. I think the isolation, even though I'm kind of a loner at heart, like I do enjoy social interaction. Um, so the pandemic was really weird. But um, 
you know, just anything that you feel comfortable sharing, you know, in terms of where you're at today, Tyler. Yeah. Oh man, dude. There's like, you said so many things that are like, that I could go off about of, I mean, the isolation thing, not just about me, but about someone else I know, I don't want to like give someone else's business out in the world, but someone else I know within close to me in the music industry, close to my band and my, whatever it's like, they are the isolation really made it hard for them to get back into like the public eye spotlight and like crowds of people again. And it's like, yeah. it had a real detrimental effect on them. Just the constant isolation and like being like when you're in a smaller town and you aren't exposed to things and if you don't work in public, like being inside, like into that, nothing but that for a year. And especially with the way the internet is where people are plugged into the internet when they're at home, it's like, mentally debilitating and and physically debilitating to like and that's like we all fight that every day and like but when you were stuck at home for a year it's like you had nothing but that and it made you almost like not know how to react with the real world and you know I'm lucky because I'm just a sociable person but not everyone is and it's hard for those people I've noticed but uh Man, I was trying to remember that you, you had me thinking about so many different things, what you said that I forgot what the actual I know sometimes I say, I say a lot. I I, I got to work on tightening up my no, questions. No, 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 because I, <laughs> I, I was trying to remember all the bullet points because I was like, I have something to say to that, that, and that. But like you were asking about like just coming out of the pandemic or the isolation. I, 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 yeah, I like – um just you know things that you've persevered through in your life that oh, you're, that, yeah that, yeah, that you're com- that you're comfortable sharing you know because like yeah. i said i i never like to come off as uh you know just a quick preface for you and the listeners like i never like to come off as exploitative because that's not what this show is i'm definitely oh, no. not a gotcha guy no, i just think yeah, we can all relate to the to the struggle yeah, you know you don't come off like that at all like i totally get that and i i that's what i write about and like you know i write about a lot of different things but like what you write about should be something real and something that scares you you know and um and I think talking about that is important and um for me it's more so I think probably the biggest thing like the biggest source of my like aside from just don't sweat the uncontrollables because you can't do anything about it like climate change like you can do your part and say what you're going to say but like there's a bigger system that needs to change before that can be changed. And it's a real thing. And your world could literally fucking end. And you have to deal with that every day when you wake up in the morning, because the world's cooking and half the people think it's not happening. And you have to wake up with that knowledge and try to be like, I'm going to go watch anime and go to work and have my breakfast and just recycle and try to do my thing and not drive as much. Cause I don't know what to fucking do because like you, it's like, unless you're going to literally go out and make, waves like you can't stress about that shit every day you like do your part but it's like there's so many bad things happening all the time you know whether it's yeah. like what you're seeing in Afghanistan and stressing you out or you're stressed out about you know nuclear war or this or that there's all these sources of like real world anxiety like school you know shootings like you know the capital you know proud boys whatever it is like whatever's bad that you're seeing on the news all the time it's like you can't that's just something that you can't control you might be able to try to do something to make there's people who put their lives into like making change in the world so i don't ever mean to not validate people who are like political activists and but like you at like me who's all my time and effort is going into drawing music and nurture like 
I'm not going to stop climate change tomorrow. So it's like, it's like, if I'm not going to get off my ass and really do something, like I can't, I, you do your part, try to be a better person in, in any way you can, but like, you can't stress about that stuff. Right. So it's like n- learning to like, not let things you can't control poison your day-to-day life. Cause it's not going to help you. And everything you need to accomplish is going to be hindered by invasive thoughts. And, but for me, the biggest thing was just trying to overcome just like, I mean, I've been like, I got bullied when I was a kid. I got bullied in high school. I got bullied on the internet. I got bullied when I tried to make music. I had people try to like make shit up about my band to cancel us because they just have been shitting on me since I was a teenager. You know, it's like, I like the internet and the poison of like people's cruelty and like how like your entire life could be destroyed by any little thing anyone wants to make up on the internet is like the biggest source of anxiety I've had joining this band and with having us have success. And like, when you think about, Hey, I'm going to just not have a job and my whole life is going to be dedicated to this one thing that I spent four years going to. And all anyone has to do is just make a tweet that sounds convincing and I could get kicked out of my band and lose everything. Like that is the biggest thing I've had to overcome is just trying to just know like, Hey, you're a good person you don't hurt anyone. Like you're doing the right thing. Like you got to just enjoy your life and start worrying about that. But I, I just hate the internet. Like the, like it's so toxic and like evil sometimes. And I hate that I need it so much as a tool, but for me overcoming, it was having to be like, Hey, like no one's like, did you do anything? Like, what did you do? You didn't do anything. Like, what are you feeling? Okay. Who said that? No one said that you said that like your brain told you this thing was going to happen that you have no reason to think is going to happen. And it's just like, you just see bad things happen to other people. And then you think like, what if that was me? And then you start to think of all the ways that it could be you and your brain like spirals into a wormhole of like scenarios. And as like a creative, overly imaginative person, it gets pretty fucking scary in here for me. So it's like, I usually try to take those things and turn them into songs. And that was like an outlet for me was like, write about something that's real that makes you feel something so like the black briar was like that music video like the twins are basically in true invasive thoughts like they're all of the shit that you're terrified of and scared about or worried about or ashamed of and they just are going to be there every single day all the time there's nothing you can do about it but learn to live with it and like see it for what it is and not let it affect you because it's not going to go away it's not curable so you can either listen and that's you know, echoes from the gutter was about people like that. You know, it's like, it's, you can't, if you listen to the echoes from the gutter, it's like, you hear a sound and you're like, Oh, did you hear that? And like, no one heard it, but you like stop focusing on it and trying to hear it. No one else heard it, but you, it's yeah. like a faint noise that you imagined in your head. And like you, you make it real when you indulge in it and it literally poisons your brain. And like, there's been times where I literally was just like, I just hope the brand breaks up so I can just like be a hermit and no one that I don't know fucking 2000 miles away can try to hurt me because they're jealous of my band. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I just, yeah. sometimes I just can't, I love everything about being in a band, but the, the people are fucking just horrible, dude. Like the things I've seen just on social media have maybe like, I just wish I could just make the same living from being in a band without ever being famous enough that people get jealous and want to ruin my life. 
like that's kind of where like it's almost like I don't want to be famous, but I just want to do this as a career. <laughs> just I think I think that's a struggle that a lot of a lot of musicians deal with. You know, like, hey, we're making the art we want to make, but at what point when it becomes a business or it becomes so massive, you're just you're you're kind of a boat on on the sea at that point and you just gotta navigate it. I don't know. But I yeah, guess in a weird way, yeah. that's kind of like life, right? You know, yeah. we're all just trying to navigate those waters in some way. Yeah, and I think I've just avoided navigating harsh waters my whole life. And it was like I think maybe in some ways kept me from like jumping in a van and touring right away which has been idiotic for the past 10 years because it doesn't do doesn't work like it used to anymore even though like a lot of old heads like to pretend it does just so you can pay your dues but like touring <laughs> stupid touring stupidly and making no money is since the age of the internet has been a horrible business decision so if anyone made you feel like you had to do that they're just old and don't pay attention so don't do that because like we didn't do that and we're doing better than a lot of bands are and that's just that's an objective fact that's not like a brag i'm just saying like statistically yeah. we skipped a lot of stupid shit that people made, made you feel like you needed to do just to say you did it and we ended up with better results and like it's called it's called like navigating the current scene it's it, if you're trying to play by a rule book that like the pokemon fucking handbook for the Pokemon trading card game has changed more times than the local music scene rule book has changed in the past 10 years. It's like, <laughs> it's like you dude, it's like the same shit with every time technology changes, this entire industry standard changes. Yeah. Like labels care more about Spotify listeners than they care about like how many cities you've played. Like, yeah. and you know, and it's like, cause if like you could, cause you can go and tour like, Oh yeah. Like we were touring, like we played every state. It's like, great. Well, you played to fucking five people. Like no one gives a fuck and you're broke like it's and now you can't afford to make a video or cut an album because yeah. you wasted all your money trying to just say you i camped for a long time and played shows in between like anyone can go camping you know it's yeah. like if you if you want this life like you know what it takes you know you're gonna be peeing in bottles you know you're gonna be in a like we everyone knows that and so any like i just feel like anyone who uses that as a standard for if a band is like ready or can make it is just they're living in the 90s you know so it's yeah yeah well it sounds like though it sounds like though you're you're doing all right like you're you're navigating it because uh like you know, when you said you related to the anxiety and the ocd stuff like that's the biggest thing for me when you're talking about the voice that you hear that nobody else hears or those intrusive thoughts like i think for me that's been so much of my journey and i'm still learning how to deal with that with like not going down the rabbit hole learning how to deal with the hamster and the wheel learning how to shut my brain off at night so I can sleep. Yeah. And it sounds like for you, at least the the music and the reunion aesthetic stuff, you have these creative outlets to find yourself within that, yeah. right? Because when you get to put something out into the world and you see other people connect to it, the way you connect to it, you've realized that like, you know, people are like, oh, this is for anyone who felt alone. And like, it sounds cheesy when you're like, oh, this music felt made me feel like I wasn't alone. Like the reason that has so much weight is because like, every person thinks that they're this one lone everyone hates you more than they hate everyone else and like you're the most worthless and the most hated and no one is feeling what you're feeling no one understands you but like so many people are going through the same shit you're going through and they're feeling the exact same thing and like when you make music or you art make art that symbolizes those things 
and everyone flocks to them to the same place and they get that same validation you realize that you're a part of something bigger and it's not just you and like then you don't feel that you're not you're like i'm not actually fucked up at all like everyone's like this like that's huge and like it's kind of comes back to like you know just like how mental health isn't taken as seriously as it should be the music industry and the impact and what musicians should you know make and what they should be able to do and accomplish and how they should be able to live like isn't appreciated either like i feel like music probably does more for mental health than therapy does yeah i mean it's definitely i mean i always i always describe just as a heavy music you know lover since i was a kid like i always describe heavy music to people who don't get it or they just hear noise you know they just hear loud they hear angry like i'm like that's a positive release for negative emotion for me. It's always been that way. Like, you know, um, and there's other things too, like, you know, exercise. I, I, gotta, always- I, I gotta say, I, I just, before we, I know before we get off of it. Oh no, you're cool. What you, what you just said is so fucking true because all of those people, like every person, like, okay, just close your eyes and try to picture and everyone watching this picture for a second, try to picture what the person looks like who's like, oh, it's just angry. You can't understand what they're saying. Now imagine what that person looks like. Doesn't that person probably have more anger and rage in them than the band you were just listening to? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, those are the people who fucking, they're like, oh, it's all anger. I'm like, you should probably jam this shit because you are just fucking quack attack right now like it's like Donald, <laughs> like it's always like donald duck being like it's all just screaming and i'm just like maybe you should fucking get some screaming out like yeah. maybe maybe that's what you need so maybe you'll stop yelling at children in the park like you know what i mean it's just like i don't know <laughs> yeah some of some of the calmest people that i know are people who listen to really heavy stuff and and the weirdest thing you know i was having this conversation with somebody else too the weirdest thing is like there's there's been people that i that i know or through people that I know, they'd be like, like, I'm surprised. And this is just my stock, stupid, you know, voice for anybody who's listening. I don't think obviously all the people sound like this, but like, I, I'm surprised you listen to that. Or I, you don't look like somebody who would listen to that. And I'm like, well, what do, what do you think people who listen to heavy metal look like? They look like you know, a lot you of know people. What I say? You know what I say when people are like, oh, you just don't seem like, it's like, you just like, what do I look like? I don't have emotions. Yeah, yeah. like that's what it is it's like they see they people see any like visibility of emotion as this like negative dark thing sometimes yeah yeah I mean in in, in life you know not to get too philosophical because what what do I know but I mean it's a balance <laughs> you're, of, you're like you're like not to get too philosophical because it's 752 but <laughs> <laughs> no, no but because it but we are we're, we're a balance we're a balance of the light and the dark you know and I think I think there's there's something to be said for exploring those dark parts of who you are and using them for light, you know, and I think a lot of times the the longer you try to close that box, it's going to rear its ugly head somewhere, you know what I mean? And so if you can learn how to harness it and turn it into a positive, that's really what it's all about, whatever it is. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about how, like, you know, it almost like when the emo rap thing blew up, it pretty much brought this whole demographic of like mainstream kids who probably never would have found the metal emo post-hardcore culture if it hadn't been like put into this digestible like vacuum like 
little peep where it's like oh okay like I can like wrap my head around this and like vibe to this so it makes me understand like oh all the lyrics that I thought were just angry yelling dudes for the past 30 years were just saying this shit but now it was like said to me in a way that I can like understand my brain can understand so it's just like all and now a lot of them are shifting and even the artists are shifting to like starting bands and pop punk and post-hardcore and that whole like whole cycle is restarting now but it's grabbing way more people like the dudes who were bullying kids for wearing nail polish a year ago are wearing nail polish now like you know because <laughs> yeah. it's like that's that's how it works like all those and it's angering if you're someone who did get bullied for this shit but you should be but it's like you want to be stoked because it's like oh these dudes are finally like opening their brains a little bit that to be like it's okay to just like express yourself and feel things and be different and do things that are not considered normal so it's like it's it's definitely a it's cool to get to see like people just really relating to that where it's like you know you see these a lot of these rappers they act like they have to be on xanax or fucked up and sad and if there aren't if they aren't like slurring their words and miserable every second that no one's going to relate to them or they can't make their music it doesn't mean anything it's like or it's fake it's like you can be you can have a good life and be really depressed and miserable and ha- need to put that out as an outlet because look at you know robin williams look at chester bennington it's like people like sometimes think like you have to be this like fucked up like eyes rolling back in your head drugged out i'm so sad and heartbroken and alone like if i have a girlfriend it'll make me look bad and my emo music won't hit as hard it's like no, it's like <laughs> it's like dude it's like people are have some of the people that you think are have the best lives in the world are more miserable than you'll ever fucking be and it's just like it's not a surface thing so yeah. i think combining it all together and kind of showing that it's like Cause that's, it's like, yeah, I want to jump and party and bounce and groove and have the fucking time of my life on stage. That doesn't mean I don't walk off stage and have thoughts that make me just want to like crawl into a hole, you know, right after it's like every, like those things, usually the closer you get to one, the closer you get to the other, yeah. if anything, you know, and I think that's important because I think a lot of, uh, there's like this weird standard that it's like, oh, if you're not like in turmoil, what you're writing isn't real. And I don't like just because like the real shit, like the stuff you see in public is this is the facade. It's the stuff you don't see that's the real shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Tyler, I think I think that's a great place to end it, man. Thank you again so much for your time. I know you got a heart out at uh, at eight in a, in a couple minutes here, but I've really enjoyed this, dude. Um, let's Me definitely too. keep in touch. And uh, hope, hopefully I wasn't a, a stock boring interview, but. Uh, no, no, fuck it, man. <laughs> I, I, if I had like the next four hours, we'd probably be talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to know, man. Well, um, I will put up the links in the podcast description. Um, you know, let, let people know where they can find you, what you guys have coming up. I know you've got some shows coming up around Halloween. So for people who aren't familiar for saving advice or even for, for your fans out there who have been there from day one, just let them know what you've got coming up, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we have um, obviously Phantom Pain. If you haven't heard it, I promise you, fucking up. It's a, it's worth at least listening to if it doesn't become your favorite song. Um, we got another song that we just recorded that we're working on. Keep an eye out for news around that. And by the time this comes out, I guess I can say this, but. On October, come check us out. We'll be on tour with Dropout Kings. 
Oh, awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah. Hell yeah. Those are good dudes. Um, I haven't talked to Adam, but I, w- I was fortunate enough to, to talk to Eddie. Hopefully one of these days I can get Adam on here, but they're Adam, great, Adam great dudes. is Adam is the, I had Adam on vice streams Our Adam is, he also has been working with us a little bit. He is the man. Yeah. Such a cool, such a cool, him and Eddie both are, I'm so excited to go on tour with them and hang out with them. Like Eddie's an artist. Like they both have the same business mentality that we do. Like we, it's going to be a really, we have like, well, there's going to be some funny TikToks too. We're all, I think it's going to be a good time. Like that is going to be, it's like the two big dual vocalist bands that are blowing up right now together. I don't know. It's yeah. just like, it just feels right. It feels fun. Like it's going to be good. That's awesome. Do you know if you guys are coming through Nashville or, or do you, do you, so they are on a leg of the tour before they meet up with us so they might be i i know we're doing like north carolina virginia and up the east coast from there yeah yeah so that's i don't think we're playing in nashville but they might be okay well tyler thanks again so much dude let's definitely keep in touch uh i think it's awesome that that is blowing up for you guys i really dig your sound I, i you know as a metalcore fan like you guys have like a cool ethereal vibe. There's some piano elements in there. And I always, I always like atmosphere in my music. I, yeah. I like that stuff. So it's, I dig we, it, man. I try to make all of our songs sound like a movie soundtrack. Yeah, you can hear it. It's, it's there's yeah. definitely cinematic elements to it. You guys got your own thing going on, but yeah. enjoy the rest of your night, brother. Keep in touch. And uh, thanks again so much for your time, man. Yeah, dude, if we're not friends on Facebook or following on Instagram, just make sure you hit me up on everything so I can like hit you back. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you that puck hockey stuff right now. So if your if your buddy didn't give you the Dallas Stars jersey, I'll, I'll maybe you'll find a cool a cool jersey from them you can rock. No, no, yeah, if they're yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> All right, see you, dude. Thanks again. Yeah, have a good night. Alrighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Tyler Small, co-vocalist of the band Saving Vice out of Vermont. Make sure you go check those guys out on Instagram at Saving Vice. You can follow Tyler on Instagram at Tyler Get in the Robot. And make sure you check out Reunion Apparel at My Reunion Apparel. Like I said, we talked about, as you guys just heard, his artistic ability as well and the reunion aesthetic. And they're getting some merch out now. And you can follow that over at My Reunion Apparel on Instagram, the website, is savingvice.com. Thanks again, Tyler, so much for taking the time to do this podcast, man. Uh, it was uh, a, a pleasure talking to you. Um, you know, we, we actually were, were talking for probably 10, 15 minutes, even before the actual recording started, the, the Zoom sesh. And, um, you know, I just, just, there's people that you meet that you just feel like you connect with right away. And he's, he's one of those guys, man. So, um, you know, obviously we share the heavy music stuff in common, really dig that. And, uh, and I, and like I said, I really like what these guys are doing. There's kind of a cool ethereal vibe to what they do. There's a, uh, there's some darkness there, but there's also cool like piano elements and cinematic elements. I mean, and, and as you guys heard Tyler talk about the things they try to connect with in their lyrics for, for the fans that dig it, uh, who may maybe catch some of those references, like, I just think it's really cool. You know, you can tell he really loves what he does and that those guys love what they do. And it shows, man, you know, with the success of Phantom Pain right now blowing up. And as you guys just heard, they're going to be on tour with Dropout Kings for their Glitch in the System tour, which great timing for this podcast, because when you guys hear this, it'll be Tuesday and the tour starts on September 26th. 
So make sure you head to savingvice.com for their dates on the Glitch in the System Tour. From what I saw on the website, and Tyler even mentioned North Carolina in the conversation, but the first one that I believe Saving Vice is on is October, uh, excuse me, October 19th in Greensboro, Greensboro, North Carolina. So head to savingvice.com to check out those tour dates. But again, thank you again, Tyler. Big shout out and big thank you as well to Audrey over at Breakout PR. She actually reached out to me uh, a few months ago now. I think it might have been like May or June and, and was connecting. Um, and, and she's doing a, a lot of great work with uh, Breakout PR, with a lot of great artists like Saving Vice. And so, you know, Audrey, if you listen to this, I just want to say thank you so much for checking me out and for contacting me. Uh, that, that makes me feel really good to know that people, again, are looking at the show and I really appreciate you setting this up with Tyler, and I really look forward to continuing to work with you and get more of the awesome artists that you represent on this show. So big thanks to Audrey. Make sure you go check out Breakout PR on Instagram as well. I think it's just Breakout PR. Um, so yeah, man, uh, positive vibes all the way around. Again, savingvice.com for the tour dates, at savingvice, savingvice on Instagram, at Tyler Get in the Robot on Instagram at my reunion apparel on Instagram and all these links will be in the podcast description as well. So you don't have to frantically write all this stuff down with a notebook and a pen, like it's a lecture hall. So make sure you check the podcast description. I'll have all the links. And, uh, and again, thank you to all of you. Shout out to everybody who listens and supports this show. It truly does mean a lot, man. You know, my, my goal with this really is to just connect with people in a positive way. And hopefully these conversations, you know, leave you feeling, uh, uplifted, you know, at the end of them, you know, you feel like you learned something new. Maybe you discovered a new artist. Maybe you learned something about an artist that you already follow, like Saving Vice that you didn't know before. And, uh, you know, above all, just, uh, again, just perseverance and moving forward. Like I said, I'm doing it in my life right now, you know, um, and I'm not playing the world's smallest violin for myself, but you know, it, 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 it has been tough, you know, these last couple of months for me, having gone through a an unexpected breakup and, and dealing with losing somebody that you love very, very much. I mean, it's, it's not easy, man, but that's what life is all about. You know, we all get hit with curveballs. We, we all, you know, take a shot to the chin every now and again. And, uh, it really is about getting back up and dusting yourself off, learning from the situations and experiences that you've had and moving forward in a positive direction. So I really hope that that's what these conversations do for all of you who listen to it. I hope they're entertaining. I hope you enjoy listening to them. Uh, but but above all, that's really the thread that I'm trying to bring to, to the table with my shows, man. It's just uh, letting you guys know that whether it's Tyler, whether it's me, whether it's any of the other people that I've had on the shows, you know, the, these shows, be they business owners, musicians, friends of mine, colleagues, athletes, what have you, everybody goes through something. And life is very short, you know, so you got to remember that, uh, you know, good times and bad times don't last forever. So that's why it's important, I think, to, you know, be mindful of the company you keep, be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth, be mindful of how you treat people and and be mindful of what you do with your days, man. You know, uh, the good thing about this pandemic, I think, is that it, it did make a lot of people hit the reset button and made a lot of people look around at their inner circle at, uh, you know, their state of life and where they are, what they're doing, how they're spending their time and reevaluate. And I think that's one of the positive things that's come out of this. So I hope, uh, like I said, that my show, when you check it out, it, uh, it leaves you with, with something positive to shoot for and go, Hey man, Tyler's chasing down his dreams. I'm going to chase down mine. You know, Mike is doing his thing and, 
and doing his podcast and chasing that down. Like, you know, find the things that mean something to you and be good to the people in your life, man, you know, um, and forgive people. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't live life with malice in your heart, you know, vengeance and revenge, anger, all those things. They, they really, you know, I believe hate begets hate, love begets love, you know? So even like in my situation, like, yeah, I got my heart broken, but what am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to wallow in self-pity? Am I going to curl up on the floor and, uh, you know, not leave my apartment and stop doing my podcast? Am I going to hold anger in my heart for, for my ex-girlfriend? No, you know, stuff, stuff doesn't work out sometimes. And, you know, even if it didn't go down in a way that you were cool with, like at the end of the day, people got to live with the choices and decisions that, that they make. And, you know, we all got to, face the music in our own lives and go, Hey man, you know, there's still tomorrow. The sun's still going to come up, you know? Um, and, and there's going to be another 24 hours that I have to work with. So I'm going to turn these negatives into a positive and, and, um, you know, share my story, but also, you know, go forward with, with love in my heart for everyone, including the people who have hurt me, you know, and my ex among them, you know, it's like life goes on, man. And, um, that's what you have to keep in mind. It's short, but it goes on. So, Again, whether you're up right now, whether you're down, whether you're indifferent, whether things are going well for you, whether they're not going well for you, just just remember that it does get better. And, you know, every day that you wake up is a new beginning. It's a chance to start fresh. It's a chance to, to do something new with yourself. It's a chance to connect with somebody in a positive way. So, you know, whether you've gone through heartbreak like me recently or maybe stuff's, you know, not going great at your job or family issues, friends issues, maybe there's, there's sickness with this virus, whatever the case may be, man, just, just know the universe isn't out to get you. Everything that you go through will help you become who you are. It'll all be part of your story and just keep getting back up. No matter how many times you get knocked down, keep getting back up as cheesy as it sounds. So I'll wrap up my rant by saying thanks again, Tyler, make sure you go follow those guys. Like I said, the links will be in the podcast description, but at Saving Vice, at Tyler getting the robot at my reunion apparel. There's some really cool designs that they've worked on really dope merch coming out. And again, live music is back, baby. So check out those guys on the glitch in the system tour with dropout Kings start September 26, head to savingvice.com for tour dates. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up by saying what I say on every single episode, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at March 4th pod on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is march4.podbean.com. So whether you got an iPhone, an Android phone, you can listen to the show on Apple. You can listen to the show on iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the host site, Podbean. You know, um, they're great. If you want to start a podcast, march4.podbean.com is the host site. So thank you to everybody. If you love the show, tell a friend to tell a friend, spread the word, uh, leave a rating and a review on Apple. Because once you do that, it actually helps the show rank higher and then more people hear these conversations with cool people like Tyler. So I really appreciate it. Spread love. Be good to people. Thank you to Tyler and the Saving Vice dudes. Here is Phantom Pain. Peace. Turned to silence And the pain can't sing along So the malice swallows kindness As your skin is peeling off 
Just another ache that I can't explain 